Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you'll speak to us now through your word in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. It's great to be here uh, and to see so many folk here for this uh, confirmation service. Uh, And uh, we've got in the front row a bunch of people who are really uh, excited, a bit apprehensive too, but excited about what they're doing this morning as they confess their faith. Uh, And you might be unfamiliar with what a confirmation service is all about. Um, one of the things I do as a bishop is go around spending my life going around confirming people. I do about 50 of these services a year. Uh, and I suppose the question is, well, you know, what's it about? What's the connection that these guys are making? Uh, and if you're here this morning as friend, parent, godparent, uh, somebody who's been involved in these guys and their growth towards faith, thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for your part uh, in where they've got to in, in their journey with God. What we're doing this morning, what they're up for, is that they are going to be making their commitment. Uh, And you will hear some words later on uh, about uh, what they are committing themselves to as followers of Jesus Christ. They're also making a connection uh, because uh, confirmation is about saying we're part of a bigger thing. We're part of the Church of England. We're part of the church uh, throughout the world. We're part of every church. Uh, that confesses Jesus Christ. So they're, they're not just saying, hello, we're here in part of St. Paul's and it's great to be here. They're also saying, yeah, and we're actually joined in with every Christian in every age uh, throughout uh, history. Uh, that is what they are committing themselves to. But the third thing I want to say about it is they're also doing something which is dead countercultural. It's not easy these days to be a Christian. Uh, some of us who are a bit uh, born earlier... Uh, will remember that confirmation was a kind of thing which people went through as a kind of passing out ritual. You knew, you did it and then left the church and were never seen again. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of that that was around uh, when I was a youth back in the 1960s. Now it's the case that if you get confirmed, it's costly because it's not something that everybody does. It's something which is actually about uh, saying, I'm sticking out from the crowd. I want to be known as a Christian. And my mates may not understand it. At school, they might not get it. At work, they'll think, it's really strange to be a Christian. Uh, And yet, these guys are prepared to do it. So, uh, really amazing that they're prepared to be Christians and to say that they are this morning. The passage which we have read is that the passage is actually the set passage uh, for today uh, in the Church of England's lectionary. That's the, the thing that churches, lots of churches read at the same time. Uh, and I thought I'd pick the one that was actually the lectionary reading. And it's pretty challenging. It's pretty hairy about what it says about following Jesus. It follows on in Mark's Gospel from when Peter has said to Jesus, we've begun to get who you are. Uh, we've begun to understand that you might be the Messiah. Uh, And Peter didn't really get what he was saying when he said that. You'll find, as you read through Mark's Gospel, uh, that it spends a lot of time still not understanding, still not completely uh, geared in to what was going on. Uh, But he just confesses Jesus as Messiah. And from that point on, it says, he began to teach them, the Son of Man must undergo suffering, be rejected by elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. And the costly message which you guys need to hear this morning is that the Christian life has got that built into it. Uh, it isn't, I don't want you to pull out now, but I do want you to realize the costliness of what Jesus Christ calls us to. That it's about that suffering, death and resurrection thing. 
uh, three of you, I think, is, are going under the water, aren't you, for baptism? It's three or four, I can't remember. For, oh, for, lots of you. You'll see, you'll see them going under the water. It's a fantastic symbol. Because when you go under the water, it isn't just about getting wet. It's about that dying and rising again. The reason we immerse people and why the Church of England is getting back to using that symbol of, of baptism is because it's saying, when you're a Christian, you go under the water... You symbolize that you're dying to your old life and you come out of the water and you say, I'm part of a new life. And in that, in doing that, we are following the pattern of Jesus Christ. Uh, and when he says to the disciples, this whole pattern is about suffering and death and resurrection, uh, he's being real about the Christian life. Uh, you see, the Christian life isn't just about frothiness and bubble and excitement. Uh, there are some people who won't have Uh, that wonderful song, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord, sung in their churches, because it talks about the fact that God gives and takes away. The Christian life is about hardship as well as triumph. It's about difficulty uh, as well as resurrection. Death and resurrection are built into the thing. So that's my government health warning for you this morning. When you become a Christian, when you declare yourself as a Christian, when you mark yourselves out, as you will be doing this morning, as followers of Jesus Christ, you're saying, I'm committed to this costly way of life. I'm marked out with the cross. I'm dying to my old life, and I'm living to the new ones. Serious stuff. Serious stuff. Uh, And we're so glad that you're taking it seriously. Uh, you know, you will hear lots of whoops of joy from your mates uh, as you're baptized, as you're confirmed this morning. And that's right, because they should be excited, as we are excited, that you're prepared to take this step. So that's the first thing Jesus says. But then he goes on, and he talks about the whole pattern of how we're disciples. Uh, firstly, Peter challenges him. Peter doesn't like this stuff. Peter's just confessed him as Messiah. And then, blow me, Jesus starts talking about death and resurrection. Uh, and and uh, he doesn't like the idea of the death bit. Uh, and Peter says, look, you know, don't say this. Be quiet. Uh, but Jesus rebukes Peter and says, get behind me, Peter. Uh, get behind me, Satan. Uh, you are setting your mind on divine things, not on human things. Not on divine things, but on human things. It's quite brave of Peter to recount that. We, we think, we understand that Mark's gospel was something which was uh, told uh, by Peter to Mark, and Mark wrote it down. Uh, and much of the stuff that's there is first-hand accounts. We don't know that for certain, but it's a, a pretty old Christian tradition that what's written down here in Mark's gospel is what Peter tells Mark about what was told to him and what he experienced. So Peter's prepared to show up the fact that he got it wrong. Uh, that actually uh, he was trying to stop Jesus from being who Jesus was called to be. And Jesus says, look, you know, Peter, in this respect, you haven't got it. You're acting like Satan. You're trying to stop me from my calling. And here, Peter, here, the church, here, you and me, here, you guys being confirmed this morning, here is the pattern of discipleship. This is what we're called to do. Uh, And he teaches them and says this. If you want to be a disciple, he says, if you want to be my follower... Then deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. What's deny yourself mean? It doesn't mean that God is going to phase out everything about you. He made you as you are. He made you the person that you are. He made you with all the gifts and talents and things that you've got. And sometimes you may think, I haven't got very much. Yes, you have, because you're made in God's image. And that's the best thing you could possibly be. So when Jesus says deny yourself, he's not saying give up on everything, become a kind of uh, a nothingness. He's saying, deny 
what it means to be the selfish you and start living as the Jesus center you. Let Jesus transform you and make you new. When we pray for you in a few moments uh, in confirmation, after you've been baptized and confirmed or at the act of confirmation, we pray the words, confirm, O Lord, your servant with your Holy Spirit. Because we know, because those of us who have been doing this Christian stuff for a long time know, you can't do it on your own. If you try and live this life on your own, you will live the life which is just about you. But if you're transformed by God's power, by the Holy Spirit in your life, as the Spirit's allowed to work in your life, you have the power to live, the power to be God, the person God wants you to be. And just, are you up for that exciting transformation that's already going on? This, this isn't a, something new in your lives because you're already living it. Uh, this is about a, a marking out of your lives where God's already at work and we're saying, come on God, give us more of the Holy Spirit in your lives as you live for him day by day. It's good, isn't it? So you deny yourself, and you deny yourself in order to be transformed into what God wants you to be. You take up your cross. There's the symbol. It's in front of us. It's the symbol I'll make on the forehead of those who are being baptized. It's the symbol that says uh, that uh, we are Christians. We are unashamed of this symbol. But of course you know what the symbol is, don't you? It's like carrying around a symbol of execution. Because that's what it was. When you carried your cross... Uh, in Roman times, what you were doing was uh, carrying the thing that was going to be the gallows on which you were hung. It's, it's like saying, you know, I'm carrying around something that's going to be my place of execution. Because Jesus went to the cross and it was his place of execution. So carrying the sign of the cross means we're committed to Jesus through everything, through life and through death. Uh, Jesus is there for us and with us. So carrying your cross is a sign that you aren't going to go away. And more than that, he's not going to go away from you. That his promise is there, that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, he's holding on to you as you hold on to him. And then he says, follow me. Uh, and the follow me is uh, really the, the word that lies behind the word disciple. Because uh, it, it's about someone who follows in the footsteps of their master. Uh, the idea of discipleship in the, in the New Testament was that you watched your master and where he walked, uh, you walked behind and you walked with him. Uh, and you are wanting yourselves to be followers of Jesus Christ this morning. And that's the package. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I know you've grasped this. I can see the excitement and the signs of recognition on your faces uh, as I realize that you are actually up for this. And we're glad that you are. Commercial. If you're here this morning... And this all makes no sense to you whatsoever. Or, if you're here this morning and it used to be something that you did, but you've kind of got bored with God, or fallen out with God because you think he's not particularly nice, or you've got difficulties in, in life which have kind of driven you away from church, or you've never even looked at it at all. I want to say to you, please give attention to what these guys are doing. Don't listen to me particularly just because I'm a bishop, listen to the people you know who are saying they want to be followers of Christ. And if in any way you need in your life to think about whether being a Christian is something that uh, needs more examination, more attention than you've given it recently, if you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus Christ, then uh, Mark and the other guys here at St. Paul's would only be too glad to have a conversation with you about what Christian faith means uh, and how you can follow the, the Christian way, or perhaps get back to the Christian way if you've dropped it for a bit. Uh, it's, there's no pressure on you, but there's no better place to explore faith than a community like this. 
Uh, and uh, if you are in that situation where, okay, used to be a Christian, not sure about it now, or not sure whether it's for me at the moment, or want to think about it more, these are the guys who can help you think it through. They would love to help you in that conversation about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. End of commercial. Uh, but it is actually really important that if that's what God's saying to you, you give attention to it. Here's the last thing. Jesus says the pattern of discipleship is to deny yourself, take up your cross, uh, and follow me. Uh, and then he says, and don't you realize this is the best life there could be? He doesn't put it in those words. What he actually says is, what will it profit to gain the whole world and forfeit your life? Jesus Christ and the life he offers is the best life there is. There is nothing better. Uh, we're not into kind of uh, competition and advertising and, and compare brands. This isn't the kind of go compare for Christianity. Uh, what, I, what I want to say to you is that there is no go compare. The Christian faith is incomparable. There is nothing like it. Uh, no, uh, no way can you think of anything else that measures up to the life you're committing yourselves to. Uh, and therefore, it's not a question of uh, saying, well, you know, I might take this half-heartedly. You know it's the life you want to lead. Uh, you know it's the life that you're committed to. Uh, and you'll be signifying this morning uh, as you're baptized, as you confirmed, uh, as you live the life uh, in prayer, in reading the Bible, in being with your friends at church. You'll be saying to yourself, I'm a part of this. This amazing worldwide movement that Jesus Christ started all those years ago is still going on. And you're a part of it. Uh, and we're glad. And we're looking forward to applauding you, welcoming you, getting excited about where you've got to on that journey. God bless you as you come to be confirmed. Amen.